Hey, JJ here. Welcome or welcome back to the Art of Value Investing. This is episode 26. It's the 10th of September 2021. So in today's episode, I'm just going to cover a few things, a bit of news, nothing massive, but uh, one thing is I saw, I've been reading Terry, Terry Smith's recent book, Investing for Growth. Still reading that, getting through it nearly to the end. And so there's a bit of a quote from him that I found really interesting about the overall about bull markets. But the Spotify news and the ongoing cannabis drawdown, some things, some content I've been I've been uh, catching up on there, and a few other just a, bits and pieces about stocks in my portfolio and a stock that I am interested in researching a new stock that I'm interested in researching and. I don't know if I'm going to buy it, but it's just, it's a fascinating company and I would like to dive deep into that. So I'll let you know about that at the end. So I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not giving any advice here. I'm talking to myself just as much as you to work through my own thoughts and ideas. Do your own research and analysis. Don't buy or sell any stocks based on what I say. This is as good as live too. I'm not spending any time, obviously, editing, so it can be a bit rough at times. And feel free to talk to me on Twitter um, at The Art of Value. Okay, let's get into it. As I said, I've been continuing with Terry Smith, who's the fund manager of Fundsmith, and they also have a fund of smaller stocks, which I'm more interested in, of small and mid-cap stocks in the UK. He's had very good returns over the last 10 years, market beating by quite a wide margin consistently. So his book's worth worth reading and uh, he's worth listening to. So I caught this in his annual letter. His annual letter in 2018, he said this, bull markets do not broaden as they age, they narrow. The current bull market started in to 2009 when shares rose indiscriminately then amongst developed markets the US took the lead then the technology sector in the US then just the fangs Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix and Google I thought that was interesting and I'd argue that this is 2018 so at the end of 2018 after the year he wrote that so I'd argue that after that narrowed further some might say it broadened after that but we had you know we it led up to the COVID year and so I'd argue that it, it narrowed further to the emerging emerging tech stocks from the big tech stocks like those few tech stocks which make up a massive part of the market they did have a good run but they, they haven't been flat but they haven't been roaring ahead either and the emerging tech stocks then had a massive run in 2020 right after COVID, and they pulled back now too. So, if you listen to my last couple of episodes where I've been talking about uh, Jeremy Grantham's thesis that uh, the bubble's already burst back in February, don't know if that's true, but we don't know if that will turn out to be the case. But we did have, you could say, the na- the market narrowed to from the big techs to the small techs, mostly non-profitable. They, are gro- they were growing, but they are smaller, and so you could say that it narrowed into that and maybe came to a dead end. I don't know. We'll see. Or as I mean, Jerry, Jeremy Glanton has said, if 
you haven't listened to those past episodes, that the um, he thinks that the smaller attacks have been taken out and shot first since February, and then the, the rest of the market will follow after that months later, as happened in 2000. It's happened a couple of times in history. Anyway, I won't, won't go over that again. Listen to the last two podcasts if you want to hear a bit more about that, or the, the one before last is the big one. So he also said that after that, actually, the idea that the late stages of the bull market investors can make gains by switching into the stocks, which have lagged the market, flies in the face of experience. As for buying so-called value stocks, if you wish to pursue this strategy, it is best done after the bear market has struck, not before. He's basically saying in buying the buy into the crash rather than while the bull market is still going. Uh, so, yes, that's interesting. I mean, you, some people would call him a value investor, value in growth, really, because he does, you know, their, their motto is buy good companies, don't overpay, do nothing, which is kind of very value, value investor-ish. But he, he's not afraid of paying out for growth, just not too much. Just like uh, Charlie Munger, you would say, which he, his, he did quote Charlie Munger many, many times in the book. Okay, a bit of Spotify news uh, that came in this week was that, I mean, it was just a small story. It did make the stock jump, uh, but it's to do with something that Spotify has been critical of Apple for a, for a, for a long time. And I just caught my, caught my eye this Motley Fool article, which I don't agree with Motley Fool, what they say a lot, but this was interesting as news. Apple will allow apps like Spotify to link to the sign-up page outside of the App Store. This could change. This could save Spotify millions in fees paid to Apple. Uh, let me see. I'll just read a bit to you to get the gist. Apple said it would allow reader and quotes apps like Spotify and also Netflix to link to a website to create an account and set up payment. Previously, linking to the sign up outside of Apple's ecosystem which comes with a 30% fee for any payments was not allowed. And I remember Daniel Eckhor on, on the Spotify podcast themselves, I remember uh, their, 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 their own podcast, they, they talked about this and as previous things that they, I mean, and also when I first started Spotify, they did, whenever they tried to upsell you from the free app to to their premium service, they'd, they'd send you to the website if they're doing it as a, as an audio, but they haven't been allowed to send a link, which seems like a simple thing from inside the app, so to the website. And so, you know, there's been criticism that Apple speeds are so high and they're a direct competitor in in music streaming. So Apple has a music service and podcasting, so it's like a direct competitor, and Spotify kind of has to go through Apple to get because of the iPhone platform. So the article goes on. A single link may not sound like a big deal, but the economic impact on Spotify could be huge. The company can now begin to steer listeners to its website to sign up for services, saving a huge amount in fees, and this could make Spotify stock an even better growth stock for investors. Apple's big change. Spotify is what's known as a reader app, which essentially means that the app reads content that is purchased 
or subscribe to rather than selling a digital good like a skin or a video game, for instance. The problem for Spotify is that it was barred from even providing a link to the payment system outside of Apple's ecosystem from within the app. That means if you signed up for Spotify on your phone, Spotify had to pay Apple 30% app fees. If you signed up on Spotify's website, the fee wouldn't apply and you would sign into the app and with credentials created online. But for a mobile-first app, this is a poor user experience. So the conflict of interest is that Apple also provides music and podcasts, obviously. So how it changed was that it was the Japan Fair Trade Commission had begun to investigate Apple for this practice. It's the Japanese investigation that caused Apple to soften some of the App Store rules when announcing a policy update that will close the JFTC investigation and will describe the change like this. The update will allow developers to or reader apps to include an in-app link to the website for users to set up or manage an account. While the agreement was made with the JFTC, Apple will apply this change globally. So that's a key thing, not just in Japan, globally to all reader apps in the store. Reader apps provide previously purchased content or content subscriptions for digital magazines, newspapers, books, audio, music, and video. In short, Spotify will now be able to link to its own account website and not give any fees for subscriptions to Apple. So I think this is quite huge, actually. We'll just see what, we'll see what happens in the coming quarters, but, you know, that's a... There's a lot of iPhones out there. It's a huge percentage of the market, the or how Apple is, how Spotify is listened to. It's mobile, you know, mostly mobile. I think but a huge, a huge percentage of mobile anyway, and iPhones are a big part of the market. So, on for new signups, you could say that Apple, you know, that that's going to be an increase in revenue and margins. The key thing that they that Motley Fool also says here is that it's a mar- should be a margin boost, just not having to go through Apple, and it's uh, will be a much higher margin for Spotify to do that to, to get people to sign up. Okay, next up in news is I just today was listening to I didn't know it was going to be on, but I saw it come up in Twitter when I was in there. Uh, there was a uh, on Twitter Spaces there was a chat on MSOs the um, multi-state operators, U.S. cannabis multi-state operators that uh, some people were doing. I can't remember who, but there was one earlier on today too, and it went on for a couple of hours actually, but it was good. It just went down. It was really because there was such a bad day in the market. It was good timing because it was such a bad day in the, for, the, for those stocks, that sector in the market last night, but ongoing for, for, for months now, so the drawdown is a lot. And to be honest, my those stocks of mine are down. It seems I had a look before the common the common thing seems to be about thirty three percent. So we've got let's have a look. See if uh, my this app will agree with me. So I mean, it will play ball. So you know, um, Glasshouse Brands 
33% down. Cresco, 33. Uh, <laughs> Leaf 31. Uh, Verano, which said a bit of a boost lately, is only 13, and I, I brought into that kind of more down near the low, so that was good. Oh, this, the low so far. And uh, Air Wellness, which I had first earlier on, uh, and that's up 39%, but generally down. But you know what? I'm not worried because uh, I know the long term. Uh, oh, STEM, STEM Holdings, just a small holding of 33% as well. It's kind of a delivery app. Delivery, it's vertically integrated, but it's a, it's got delivery as, as, as its main thing, driven by STEM. All right, so anyway, in this Twitter spaces, you know, there's various talk about, um, it wasn't really a pep talk, but it was just saying that, uh, you know, all of, the, all of the usual things about how institutional investors um, want to be in the sector, but they can't be at the moment. Sort of just keep the faith, stay, stay invested. It's mostly retail investors which are getting scared away. So it's sort of like cleaning up. Boris Johnson, who is the founder and chairman of Cure Relief, which I don't have, I don't have a position in because it's one of the more expensive ones. It's cheaper now, but I'll stick with what I got. He said quite a lot. He came in. He was just a listener, but he came in and just wanted to say that and that. Uh, he talked for a long time, actually. I don't know if it's that's being recorded, that Twitter spaces or not. I'm sure it's being reported on uh, all over the place in Twitter, saying that they will find their way in. The institutional investors will eventually find their way in. Some are already in. There are some that have found their way in. So he's, he was talking about how he knows of some institutional funds in there. One thing that he noted was BlackRock did have a position, but they had to sell out because of their compliance uh, issues to the clients department. Basically said they wanted them to get out because uh, of what it is and where the legal situation is federally, even though the stocks are perfectly legal and, and everything. It's just big funds aren't allowed to. And also, they're also on the OTC market, so a lot of funds are not allowed to, not allowed to buy there. Uh, so he said that that was the kind of start of it spiraling down this time. Uh, it sort of started from there. People lost, sort of uh, saw that happening. But he said it's a volatile sector and hang on. Um, he said it's one, one, this is a rare opportunity where retail gets in before the big guys. And it's rare. Um, so have some patience and average down. So he was sort of, and he sort of thanked investors for staying invested. It's a situation where, I don't know if you follow the sector, but the fundamentals are improving. The, the revenues are pretty incredible, but at the same time, the stock's going down. So it's actually a good opportunity. I'm not worried. Like being down over 30% actually just this doesn't worry me. I mean, I I've kind of don't want to buy more at this point. Well, I've just allocated all I'm going to, which is quite a big allocation. It's like 30%. And so that's enough. Um, but it's tempting because uh, 33 is, the, you know, it's pretty pretty considering what I think is going to happen. But, you know, you never know. You never know. It might go down a lot further. It could be really, really rough, especially if, if it is an overall market bubble and it could just keep going down. That could happen. That's the market. But also... Another on this particular space, Jason Wilde showed up. He was on an earlier Twitter space, which I 
I think I heard the last 30 seconds of it, which was unfortunate, but I've heard him talking a lot. He's the executive chair of TerraSend. He's got his own uh, investment fund, which is like 80% or more, I think, invested in uh, in the cannabis sector. And he was just saying much the same thing. Uh, He didn't really say that much. He said he was watching TV at the time and saw it, but he probably just wanted to get in on because Boris Johnson had a chat, so he wanted to, it's kind of half sort of marketing. And they, that's the thing in the, in the Twitter spaces, I was saying that the the companies are kind of doing, a, trying to do quite a lot of PR and get out there and, and uh, get, you know, get investor, the IR departments are sort of becoming uh, sort of proactive and trying to get investors on board. And uh, But, you know, just saying that, that it, will, it will clean out sort of weak hands, paper hands in this in in the meme stock part uh term term. Um we'll clean out the sector and then there'll be another rally. There was somebody in there who said that they've they'd been well an investor had been there like for for all of the drawdowns and from the Canadian sector as well, saying this is the third one and and uh you know it's just a part of the volatile sector. But I wasn't worried anyway. Like, I just, I mean, it's disappointing that it's down, but, you know, this is long term. And uh, as I said, the revenues are just kind of quite quite incredible, actually. All right. So this is going to be a short one today. Uh, That's kind of all I wanted to say, except for a few, that's not all I wanted to say, a few other things um, that I've noticed, like, the best performing, some of the best performing in mine have been a new ones, which are small holdings, have been Topicus and Wingstop. They've actually gone, they've been doing very well in this market. And uh, I don't know if that'll, that'll change, but, um, you know, the, I've had Topicus for not that long. It's up 56% and Wingstop's up 27%. So I've just had those a matter of months. So they're being, they've kind of had my, a lot of momentum, and uh, I stopped buying them just because they thought they were getting too expensive. But you know, we'll see. And uh, but they're up, and that's good. I'm just, I'm just, just going to let those run for a long, long time. I just plan to to keep those for years. I think they're both good, but they're just small positions. Shinokin in, in Japan hasn't gone anywhere. Uh, advanced nanotech in Australia has kind of been volatile, not really going anywhere. It's a little bit down, and uh, that, that's. And what else have I got to say about that? Micron Technology still pumping along. I think it's had a bit of a drawdown, but it's still it's still kind of my biggest gainer actually at this point. It is too. Yep. And you know, Chinese stocks still down. Up they go up and down. A big another big hit yesterday when. Or the day before when uh, the Chinese government sort of uh, announced further looking into gaming, digital gaming, but uh, Alibaba got hit. But um, it's really Tencent that's been the firing line there and some others. Uh, but, you know, that's going to play out over a long time. Pendoldo is doing fine. It's sort of uh, bounced back to went way down to nearly seven in the low seventies and now it's hundred and four so that's that's had a big bounce. 
And uh, so what else is it going to talk about? Stitch Fix earnings coming up. We're looking forward to that. Bit of news. Uh, late earnings. But I'm looking forward to that. It's sort of, it's descended down into uh, the high 30s, which is pretty low. Um, but we'll see what happens there. It's going to be really interesting this time with Stitch Fix earnings. Sort of, I think it's underrated, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. They're ch- you know, they're changing the company. There's a transformation going on. So the last thing I wanted to say was I have been thinking about Palantir and Peter Thiel. So I've been following Peter Thiel for quite a few years. I've read his book. I'm sure a lot of you have too, Zero to One. It's a good book. I've heard him on various podcasts, and I rewatched the hour-long video that he did. I don't know if I rewatched it. I'm not sure if I've seen it before, but it's called Competition is for Losers. It's kind of a, a um, you know, intentionally controversial title, but it was the Stanford University uh, lecture he gave there, which it basically goes through his whole investment philosophy that's in the book as well about, you know, intentionally going out to create a monopoly and not just avoiding the competition instead of engaging competition which is really hard to do it makes us feel feel like we're doing the right thing when we're when we're being competitive and competing but he you know he's all about going around and going through another door and just having no competition as a you know and he talked about good like the you know the fangs the googles the uh, he talked about Tesla. This was in 2017, I think the lecture was a while ago. He's talking about Tesla and SpaceX having vertically integrated companies that are they're big, big, but they work at it as, as vertically integrated, which is interesting in relation to some of the cannabis companies, which are being forced to be vertically integrated, state by state. But he also talked about which I found fascinating that I don't think I really read before. I guess I have, yes, I have. But sort of reminded me of starting in a small market and dominating that and then expanding out to another market and dominating that and only going for ones that you can dominate and just sort of being a a monopoly. And you can think of the companies that have done that. So it may seem at the beginning that they're, they're not thinking big enough, but really what they're doing is starting small and then working their way out in concentric circles, he said. And uh, and so I watched a couple of videos about Palantir because I hadn't really looked at it. I knew that they've we've been working with government uh, intelligence agencies and that sort of thing. And um, I do re- I it's it's a fascinating company, quite honestly. Like from from good and bad. So I, I wanna I'm interested to dig deeper. Uh, I mean Peter Teal's an interesting character as well. From his kind of extreme libertarian views to the being supporting Trump when Trump was president and you know, about the competition factor and innovation and the fact that he's had this company since two thousand and three that's been sort of stealth stealth mode for two thousand and three. All the players are there, they have a lot of skin in the game being owners still He's the chair, and he has this philosophy of avoiding competition. And um, yeah, I mean, I can. It's a fifty billion dollar company. The multiples are high. Uh, 
they they kind of do seem to be doing what he said, what he says, like he's walking the talk. And so, so they've expanded out to the commercial realm. And I, I'm only a couple of hours into that I haven't really even looked at looked at it very much but I can see that their software I can see I, I kind of can see what they're trying to do I think that what he's trying to do it's taking a long time it's slow progress but well, it's not slow progress it's just that I think that he's thinking they're thinking very long term and there's AI involved which has the potential to, to become powerful and big like I, I think I've talked about AI before a lot of these companies that are that do dominate in tech, the big ones kind of all have AI at their core now. And I haven't, I don't think they talk too much about the AI, but I can, what I actually think, this, the, the germ of a thought here before I get too far into the company, one of the reasons, I mean, the, the, the surveillance nature of it kind of bothered me, but they seem to be moving out from that. And, um, but what I think is that what I can see start to see happening, they're moving out to the commercial realm. It, they take a lot to get a customer on board, but I can see that there's some serious switching costs there, and and the 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 government the government contracts that they have are starting to really pay off in terms of margins, and the switching costs are really high. It takes a lot of sales. They give away their software to begin with. Uh, but I can see that what I think what I think is what I can see so far, just a guess because I haven't looked at it, but looked at it properly. But from what Peter Thiel says and what they're doing, I think and that they're going for a very very big market, and I think that he wants to, this to be a very very big company. And so fifty billion, which I I've been looking at companies under five and preferably lower, even under one. And that's fine, I'll continue to do that. But there are some like Spotify that were forty to fifty billion when I bought them that I think can ten X. And I have this feeling that forty it may go down from fifty because it's pretty highly priced, but it's also a retail favourite and some it's one of those ones that's kind of a retail favourite but also also a serious investor favourite and it's partly to do with the people involved in it and I just think that look at it you 10x or more I mean I think 20x like the the market that they're going for is definitely in the trillions uh and they've had 50 billion after since 2003 and uh I think they'll just probably one of those ones that could go sideways for a long time at some point but over the long term, which he talks about in this talk, he talks about, you know, people for for Silicon Valley companies, tech companies, people people concentrate on the growth in the first few years, and that's really important. But later on is when it really kicks in, the cash kicks in, and you know, people kind of forget about that. That the the, the first ten years of building is really building, and then after that is when it really gets interesting and when the when the cash flow comes in. I can see that I, from what I've seen so far, I think that he is trying to do that. He's not they're not in a hurry. They're just trying to build something really big and really powerful that will be huge. And it's kind of 
it's secretive, so it's hard to find much out about exactly what they're doing. But, uh, you know, one of the things that was brought up was the an operating system for, for, for the whole business, which is kind of like the Microsoft, but for data or something, you know, like, I don't know, I'll have to read about it, but it's fascinating, and I'm going to, I'm going to get into it, just because I do think, even from 50 billion, that it could go up, it could get much, this could, has potential to get, potential to get much, much bigger. Um, 100x would be, <laughs> be a lot, but anyway, 10, anyway, we'll see. All right, that's all for now. See you next time.